Okay. Okay. Let's uh, begin our our travels through Torah and Parshas Bereishis Tavshin Pei Dalid. As we start officially our 16th year uh, in uh, the. Uh, Parsha Shir land and Baruch Hashem, we have this chus. What a feeling! What a what a haschala! What a uh, excitement to be able to uh, to start afresh and start anew together. Uh, and we start with the beginning, the first pasuk, Parak Aleph, pasuk Aleph. Again, we have to make sure that we feel the hischachos, feel the excitement. Look at the Torah, look at the psukim uh, with eyes of a second grader. Uh, and uh, relive the stories and relive Maisa Bracious. And uh, the first passage tells us, Bracious bar Elohim, es ha-shamayim Bracious, there is much to discuss with that first word. How do you translate that first word? Bracious. Bracious bar Elohim, es ha-shamayim In the beginning, Hashem created. Um, but first, we'll start off with a one-liner, al-derach drush. If you look in the Mayana Shatara, uh, he quotes there in source number one, Bracious. If in the beginning, if in the beginning, if the, the beginning of our day, we remember and recognize that Hashem's in charge. Hashem created the Shemayim and the Aretz. And Hashem is involved in everything. If then we'll be able to the rest of the day, we'll realize the Aretzias, we'll realize that so many things in our life, uh, in this world, are are not things to get upset about or to get anxious about. The Aretz Tohu Vavohu, Gam Acharemikan Vahaaretz, Kol Inyanim Artsiim Tohu Vavohu Heim Beinov. They are Tohu Vavohu in His eyes, capital H, and therefore they should be Tohu Vavohu in our eyes as well. So that's a voracious Baralokin. That's what we have to think about when we wake up. And maybe when we think about every morning, when we say the words Modani, and we recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us our Neshama back, and uh, everything that that uh, entails, the charge that we have, uh, recognizing our Neshama each day, um, and realizing how we have to keep things in perspective, uh, the Shamayim ideas and the Aretz ideas. Okay. Also, there, once we have the Sefer open in the Mayana Shal Torah, he quotes the thought of the Shem and Amor. The Gemara tells us, if you remember, the Megillah Dav test, the Septuagint. Septuagint, where the Jews were forced to translate the Torah into Greek, and uh, they made a number of changes uh, for Talmai HaMelech, so that he wouldn't uh, think askance, he, th- he wouldn't be, uh, you know, for very, each one of them might be for different reasons, but all the ten changes, and miraculously, all the 70 rabbis that were put into separate rooms, and they didn't even know what reason they were put into the separate rooms for, when they translated the Torah, it came out, they made the same changes, the same ten or so changes um, to the Torah. But one of them has to do with our Pasuk. Bereshis Baralokim, Elokim Barabreshis. Right, it changed. Instead of the Torah starting off with a base, it starts off with an Aleph. Elokim Barabreshis. That was the change that they made. So why? Why did they make this change? Why was this so crucial um, to change the order? Shekane Be'emes, because really if you think about it, says the Shem and Amor, L'fichuke Halashon, Tzarech Lavon, Nosei Mamar Barosh Mishpat. You would think that the subject has to come at the beginning of the sentence. You say Ruvain built his house. Ruvain Banabeso. You don't say Banabeso Ruvain. So Elokim Barabrashus sounds better. That's more smooth. That's what it probably should say. Ruvain Banabeso, Elokim Barabrashus. 
Hashem created the world. Hashem should come first in the Pasik. Shari hu hu no sehamamar. He is the subject. Ulam But that wouldn't be telling us anything. Well, Hashem created the world, well we need we need a Pasik for that. We don't know that by instinctively, we don't know that by ourselves looking around at the world, we wouldn't know that Hashem created the world. Of course we know Hashem created the world. That's not what we need to know. Shashem is Barakbaras Olam. We know that based on uh, based on everything historically that happened. Deep into our national religious psyche is that HaKadosh Baruch created the world. He was Borei, he's Mashgiach. Ella. So the first Pasuk, when we read it, wouldn't be telling us, oh, you should know Hashem created the world. That we know. So the first Pasuk instead is telling us, Niskavna HaTorah Be'ikr Limsar Eseder Habriya. The order that things were created in. Ma Nivra Tchila Uma Nivra Acharkach. What was created first, what was created second. That was what Perak Aleph is about. Umamela Naasis Hamila Bracious Lenosiam Amar. And therefore Bracious belongs at the beginning. Komar, in other words, Barishona has created the world. The first step, Bracious, the first step was he created Shemayim Varitz. And then the next step, continuing. So that's regarding us. So that's why we have Bracious Baralakim. Bracious in, uh, Barashas, in the beginning, uh, Hashem created the, uh, Hashem created the world, uh, in this order. But Talmai HaMelech wouldn't have, wouldn't be that way. He wouldn't have it in his religious psyche that Hashem created the world. So to Talmai, we have to tell the Chiddush, Hashem created the world. And that's why it switched for Talmai HaMelech. You have to teach him the Sikr Emuna, Shalakim Baras Olam. So that's why Elokim becomes the subject, and that's why they changed it to Elokim bara bracious. Again, each one of those is there to teach a different message. Remember, Eselo and Eese Adam instead of Naase Adam, and um, by the, the instead of the Naareb Bnei Yisrael by the Harsinai, the Zatute, the officers, and of course the last one that they changed our Neves to Marbaraglayim because our Neves was the wife of Tamai. We shouldn't think that we're calling his wife a non-kosher animal. But I'll be, and this is what the uh, this is what the Shemana Mar says. But then he adds, right at the end of the piece, and this is what many Mefarshim try to do to connect the end of the Torah with the beginning of the Torah. For the Jews, for B'nai Yisrael, we need Bereish Barakim. For Talmai, will be Alakim Barabreshis, because you have to tell Hashem created the world. But Le'ene Kal Yisrael to us. We know that already. We know Akim Barabrashis, so we just need to know the order. Barashis, in the beginning, Hashem created heaven and earth. Okay. Again, we could spend so much time on, on, it's not fair that Barashis is only one week. Right, it's just, uh, it should be split up. I mean, Misa Barashis, and, and, uh, Adam and Chava, and Cain and Havel, it's, it's, it's really not fair. But, uh, we have to do what we have to do. Uh, if we, Look in the next source from the Ksav HaKabbalah. 
Ksava Kabbalah, as we know, one of the classics from the 1800s, who was all about uh, connecting Torah Shabbat Pan, Torah Shabbat Sav, and finding the roots and showing the relevance of Torah in that time period, the 19th century, when it was so it was so needed. But here, the Ksava Kabbalah, on the first pasuk in the Torah, says, this is the first time we have Hashem's name. Barashas Bar Elokim. And we know that Hashem has many names. Elokim is the first one that's used in the Torah. Right? We know that that's the name that's used over and over again in Paragalaf. Right? If we continue reading, Veruach Pasig Beis, Veruach Elokim, Merachefas Apneamayim, Pasigimel, Vayomer Elokim, Yihiar, Vayihiar, Pasig Dalit, Vayar Elokim es Arkitov. So far, every Pasig. Right? Hashem saw, Vayikra Elokim, Laaryom. Every Pasuk. Every Pasuk in the Torah. We continue. Pasuk Yud. Pasuk Yud Yud. Yud Aleph. Up until Yud Beis. Vayar Lakim Kitov. And then we have Vayar Vayivoker Yom Shlishi. But again, we have Elokim over and over again. The, the first two Vayar Vayivokers are part of a previous Pasuk. So the first Pasuk that doesn't have Elokim is Pasuk Yud Gimel. The first 12 Psukim in the Torah have Elokim. What is the word Elokim? What does that Shem Hashem tell us? What does that mean for us? We know Yud Vavke, that's known as the Shem HaMafurash. Um, there are many names of Hashem. There are many nicknames of Hashem. They're spoken about in the Gemara in various contexts. Erasing God's name, swearing in God's name, um, saying God's name in vain. Only once you get to this Perak Bez, Pasik Dalid, then you have Yudke Vavke brought into the, um, into the Torah, and Chazal already pick up on that. But what's Elohim? Says the Ksala Kabbalah, eight Pshatim. What is Elohim? When we say that name of Hashem, and it says it, the first 12 took him in the Torah, so we should at least have an idea what the Elohim means when, what is the Torah trying to tell us, uh, and to reflect by that name of Hashem. Elohim Adeos Mishalfos Ma'od Bebir Shem Zeh says the Ksava Kabbalah of Ecklenburg. Number one, he quotes Rashi. He quotes mostly Rishonim. Almost all, maybe it's all Rishonim. Rashi. Kal Elohim Shebemikra Loshen Adnus Vigdulahi. Master. Greatness, master in control, master. Some of these are going to be overlapping, but Adnus, right? And that's why we know elsewhere in the Torah, the word Elohim sometimes could even be used for a human, my master. Remember the Pasuk by Avram and the Malachim, there's a Machlokas, Rashi quotes, whether that Adunai is my master, please wait for me, he's talking to the head person, who's really an angel, or he's talking to Hashem. Number one, it means master. Number two, La Rambam. Judge. Ultimate judge. Ultimate judge. The Medrash that says when Hashem is done. Elohim. And each of these, we would have to think about why it's so important to focus on that name Elohim in the beginning of Maisa Bracious. So according to Rashi, Adnus, Hashem is the master of all. The Rambam Mishpat, interesting why then, if Elohim is Mishpat, why is that the name used? Hashem created the world with ultimate justice, with ultimate um, balance, Mida connected Mida, interesting to think about. Number two. Number three, Avram ben Ezra, Tam Elohim Kemo Melech, the king. King. Again, that has its own connotations. Separate from master. 
You could have a master who's not a king. A master owns an Eved. A master owns an Eved, but it's not going to be uh, the same. So, Kamo Melech, Ayin Beferish, Reish Parshas Breshus. Udvarav, Lamez Richu, Bebrachos, Hashem, Umalchus. So he says, right, if Elohim already means Melech, so what do you need? Melech in the, in the Bracha, you already have Melech in, in Elohim. Okay, but either way, this is, um, uh, a third idea. So we have master, we have judge, we have king. Number four, Svarno, Rabbi Ovadia Svarno, Milas Eloka Torah al Nitzchi, eternal. Elohim means existing, forever. We don't even know what the word forever means. We don't know, we say the word forever, uh, eternity, but we, we don't really know what eternity means, but Elohim, Nitzchius, Neitzach Nitzachim, Vayomer Alav, Elohim, Lashon Rabin Lorash, Utsuras, Kalaturas, and Nitzchios, okay, all of, uh, eternal, Eloke, Elohim, Vechul. Number four, number four, number five, Lahatur, Ubeis Yosef, right, yeah, when, when we daven, what do we have to think about when we daven? Every time we make a bracha, bracha to Hashem Elokeinu. What do we still think about Elokeinu? So we just rush through the brachas. But we have to, what do we think about when we say Yudke Vavke? What do we think about when we say Elokeinu? Tam Elokim takif va'amitz. Asher lo hayacholes bo elyonim uvatachtonim. So it sounds similar to master, but this one is in terms of power. Power. Hashem is omnipotent. He could do everything He wants. Master, as we saw before, might be more of a title. Right, Elohim. Rashi says Elohim is a is a title of stature. So I would say Rashi is more of a stature. The Rambam is judge. The again the uh, Ebenezer is king. Svarno is eternity. Tur is ultimate, able to do everything. Elohim. Ki el lashon koach v'chozek kemove elei aretz lakach vidas haRamban. That's also the Ramban. The Ramban also talks about this. You remember in, in uh, Shmos. When he talks about the, the three psukim uh, that talk about the purpose of the makos, ki lashem haaretz, ki in kamoni bechal haaretz, the three psukim. There, the rabbi says each one of them is to to reflect a different power of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. But Elokim is baal hakochos kulam, ultimate in power, ultimate in power. Um, oh, I forgot to mention the the svarna who has it, it has to do with eternity. Maybe the reason why it's used in Bracious is that it's eternity backwards also, not just forwards. We usually, we usually think of eternity as live forever, forward, right, till the end of time. There is no end. But it's used in Bracious to tell us who Rishon v'hu Achron. Right, it's not, just, it's not just future eternity, but it's past eternity. And maybe that's even harder for us to fathom. What does that mean, past eternity? In the past, like before the world, before time was created, before. But much of Parshish Bracious, Perak Aleph, you know, is is not for us to understand. We get little bits and pieces as much as we could uh, take. Uh, good. Number six. Ladasa chacham bal naves shalom yikra elokim ki hu poel bekavanavaratzon. He acts. He decides. His will. He acts based on his will. Nobody forces him. Nobody forces him. Hashem decides to create. Hashem decides to be mitzamtzim. Right, this is, connects to, we spoke a little bit about this on Shabbat Shuvah, right, the Meshachachm is pshat of Tselem Elohim. Tselem Elohim is Bechir Chavshis. Just like Hashem has Bechir Chavshis, Kaviyocho, so too we have Bechir, but that's this, uh, this Nepal Neves Shalom. Ki poel bekavana Kavana, Veratzon Lo Al Hashem doesn't have to do anything. 
Hashem doesn't have to keep the world going. He chooses to keep the world going. That's Elohim. Number six. Number seven. The Kuzari. Ladas Hachaver. Elohim Utara Lamoshel Bedover Minadvar Muladayan. Sounds similar. Moshel, ruler. And finally, Raubag. Nikra Elohim Bitsadje Yushpa Mimenu Hamitsius. Vinageo Banhaga Musukenes Petachlis. He is the one that continues the um, life. Machadish Bechol Yom Tamid. He is the motor, so to speak, with capital M. He is the motor of the world. Right? Yushpa Mimenu Hamitsius. Reality. Reality continues because Hashem wills it. Remember the Rambam at the beginning of the Yisodia Torah. Everything exists only because Hashem wants it to exist. And He doesn't exist because of anything else. He exists because He exists. But that is the, these are the eight pshatim of Elohim. So the next time we, maybe, uh, one per pasik when we hear the laning this week. Uh, you know, every time we hear a pasik of Elohim, we'll think of another, uh, another name. But either way, a lot, some of them again are overlapping in terms of power, but this gets us into the, um, into Elohim, into the Parak Aleph. Okay, Parak base. Let's keep going. Vaha'aretz ha'isa tohu vavohu. The land or earth was tov, avohu, v'choshach apanei tohom. Again, hard for us to describe tohu, v'avohu. It's this, all we can say is it's the state of being before anything else was created. Maybe like the Ramban says, it was the matter from which Hashem then created everything else. That's what the Ramban points out, that there was only one bara, and after that it was yotzer. There was only one stage the Ramban holds. Again, I think we discussed this years ago. Bore means yesh mi'ayin, something from nothing. Hashem did that, stage one. He created a certain type of matter. Right? Imagine, uh, I know, Lahavdil, we have clay. We make the clay. Let's say we take water and, uh, and cement to make the clay, and then we form it into things. So Hashem created the matter, the raw material, and then He took that raw material. That was bara and yotzer. So maybe that was the tovavo. Always strikes me whenever I hear tovavo, I think about that, uh, the story in the, right, Menachas Chavtes, about, uh, the Malachim when they complained to Akadish Baruch Hu. How could you do this to Rabbi Akiva? You know, Zu Torah, Vizu Schara? And, and, uh, one of the versions of the story, right, we have Menachos Chavtes, it's also in the, uh, in the Kinu Isayantishabav, and also in the Eil Ezkaran Yom Kippur. Hashem says in one of the versions, um, if you don't, if you don't stop complaining, I'm gonna put the world back to Tohu Vavohu. Right, so, according to the Ramban, that means, I'm not, I'm not gonna destroy the world, I'm just gonna go back to stage one. I'm gonna go back to the first stage, get the raw material back, I'm gonna start again. Sometimes you make something and it doesn't work out, so you like, mush everything back together and start again. So that's the, uh, you know, the threat, so to speak. Um, or maybe it's not a threat. Maybe there's another idea, but not for now. Okay, but so there's Tov, oh, V'choshech HaPanetom, and there's darkness. So clearly there's darkness before light. Another big philosophical and halakhic discussion, is darkness just the absence of light, or is darkness a creation itself? The Nitziv assumes that it is uh, the absence of light. I think of the Nitziv, except by Makas Choshech, when it was a creation itself. Um, there are Gemaras that, uh, that uh, give the uh, impression. The Gemara Chagiga talks about Or and Choshech are two of the creations. Uh, but here, clearly, Choshech was first. And the Spirit of God, Merachefes, was hovering. So there was also water. So there was darkness and there was water. So it didn't say, Beferish, that Hashem created water or Hashem created darkness. Right? That must have been before. But, yeah, but again, all these Sukkim, all the Rishonim work out how to read it. But Yom Alokim Yihi Ar, Vayihi Ar. 
Hashem says, there shall be light, and there was light. That's the first statement in the Torah of Hashem creating through His speech. Hashem created through His speech. So if you look, we saw on the first page, on the top left, in the Shemi Shmuel, the Medrash on the Pasuk says, Rabbi Yehuda Omer Ha'ora Nivreis Tchila. The light was created first. That's the first thing we have in the Pasuk. Right, that Hashem created something. The light was created first. Mashal Melech Shebikesh Livnos Platin. The mashal to a king that wanted to build a palace. Vaya Oso Makamafel. It was dark. Maasa Hidlik Nerus. Upanasim Leida Hechu Kovea Tim Liusim. Right, if you want to build something and it's dark outside, the first thing you have to get is a big, huge spotlight. And when you put the light, then you can start building. So Hashem had to create the world. So he had to have light first. So he created light. That was the first thing Hashem created. Kach ha'ora That's why the first thing that it says is Hashem created light. V'reb Nechemia Omar ha'olam nivra t'chila. No, Reb Nechemia says the world was created. Maybe because because it says there were things before the light. Right? There was Hashem created Shemayim v'aretz. That's the world. Maybe Reb Nechemia says, no, that before v'yi'or it says Hashem created. Maybe according to Rebbe Yehuda, that's just the title for what's going to happen afterwards. It's like uh, a different mashal. You have a palace, and after you build the palace, you want to put fancy lights to make it like, uh, you know, fancy and, and, uh, and feel special. So you put lights in afterwards. So were the lights first or were the lights afterwards? We can't really know the deep uh, meanings exactly of my sabrashes, rock, kemoshu ba'olam, kenu b'shana v'nefesh. Right, there are three different worlds of uh, olam, shana, and nefesh, which uh, is not for now. But let me say what I think, says the Shemi Shmuel, we could take this um, to mean. V'yesh lafarish, line 12. She'b'nefesh ha'adam she'echaz nami machlokazu. There is something relating to our lives that this machlokas can relate to. Im ha'ara ha'elokis mukdemes. Hashem's involvement or human involvement? Do we focus on Hashem's light first before man's action? Or man's action, though it is inspired by God, but what comes first? And says the Shemi Shmuel, of course, both of these are true. The question is, what do you emphasize? Were it not for an inspiration that Hashem puts into our soul, we would never be inspired to learn, to daven, to do a mitzvah, if Hashem wouldn't give us a little inspiration. If Hashem wouldn't put that pintalit inside of us that came from Him. We wouldn't be able to do anything. It starts with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Umufurish b'divri ha'arizal, ki kol esarusa de latato, mukdemes lo esarusa de la'ela. Line 21. Every awakening from below starts with an awakening above. Hashem sprinkles some spiritual dust, which we have to catch. Which we have to catch and act upon it. Ach, ba'avodas ha'adam, mosheich ha'lav, ha'arelokis b'yasr says. But once we start doing the mitzvah, then we pull down strong spiritual light to the world. So there's a little light that comes first. We grab it and act l'shem shamayim, and that pulls a lot more light down to the world. Moshe Chalav Ha'ara Elokis B'Yeser says, Umachlokosam, and what's the machlokas between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Nechemia? Em Ha'ara Hamukdemes Chashuva Yoser. What do we focus on? 
do we recognize that Hashem really starts the process? That little light that comes from above, right? Ha'ora nivrei schila. The light that HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings, that, that comes first. Chronologically, or as Rav Salvechik might say, ontologically, right? It's not a question of time. It's a question of uh, conception. The first concept that comes first is the Hashem's light. Hashem gives us that spiritual awakening. We wouldn't be able to inspire, be inspired to do anything. Nothing could affect that spiritual light that comes down from Hashem. It's coming. And what's the other shita? Of course, yeah, that comes a little first. But it's man's involvement in what we do that pulls down the real strong light to the world. The olam is nevei tchila. Tchila here doesn't mean um, earlier. Tchila means in terms of importance and focus. Umar amar ha'ara sh'adam mosheichala b'maisav chashuva yoser. The light that comes from a person is more chashuv. Basher he buy des chus ha'adam b'maisav. Ulatach lezu b'an neshama ha'adam b'maisav. And that's what we get in neshama. Kadei shetizkev etochal mipri ma'asecha. And that is what the Shemi Shmuel says, and then he gets into uh, another aspect, which we're not going to read, um, but this is the um, beginning. Is it focused on HaKadosh Baruch Hu's actions? Is it focused on our actions? Maybe you might say, each one, we always focus on what Hashem does for us, Hashem focuses on what we do, but here it's a Machlokas, Rebbe Nechema and Rebbe Yehuda. Okay. So we continue. Okay, we will have to leave the first couple of Sukkim, but we get to the end of Misa Bracious. And we have the pinnacle, the highlight of the Bria, Pasach Havav, Vayomer Elohim. Again, almost every Pasach. Almost every Pasach in Perak Aleph has the word Elohim. Right? Very few. Just looking now, uh, looking it over, almost every one. There's one Pasach by the Maoros, not. But Kimat, every Pasach has Elohim, besides the Vayomer Evoker Pasachim. But then it's the Vayomer Elohim, Nasa Adam, it's Kim Nuseinu. Another one of the Talmai switches Pasachim. Right? Nasa Adam, let us make man. Nasa Adam, uh, and what is the Naaseh? That is a question the Rishonim all deal with. Why the plural of Naaseh Adam? Says the uh, Rashi, An v'sanuso shal baruch hu mikan. The humility of Hashem, we learn here. L'fisha ha'adam b'dmos ha'malachim. Man is created in the dumus of angels, the Yiskanubo, and they would be jealous. Fi'rach nimlach bahen. Right, there's a, we're, we're kind of like angels. Hashem went to the, the way that you get people on your side, if you're a good, uh, boss, and a good, you get the people under you to, to take part in the decisions, and make them feel like they had, they had, they were part of the decisions, that nothing was forced upon them. So when Hashem was about to create the world, He knew the Malachim were gonna be upset. Right, as they were later on when they got the Torah, so He went to the Malachim, like, no, what do you think? Let's do this. Let's do this. That's what Hashem says. That's what Rashi says. And uh, he continues. That's one nasa bipamlaya with the uh, the malachim. And even though it can mislead people, Rashi continues. Hashem still wants to teach us through the Torah mitos. So many other pshatim what nasa means. The Ramban we quoted in past years. The beautiful idea of nasa is guf and neshama. Hashem says nasa to the aretz. I will supply the neshama, you supply the guf, nase adam, bit salmenu kin museinu. That's the, uh, the Ramban. But if you look in the Eila Hadvarim, 
uh, Rav Schlesinger here, and it's also the same idea said by the Nitziv, just in different words, uh, a little bit earlier, 100 years before. But here in the Eilat Dvarim, he quotes, uh, what is the, quotes uh, a thought of the Yismach Moshe based on the Sefer Ha'ikarim. Sefer Ha'ikarim. Sefer Ha'ikarim points out, Rabbi Yosef Albo, that by every Yitzira, right, every one of the Balechaim, Hashem looks, Vayar Lokim Kitov. Right? It always says Kitov. It says it by the Ma'oros. It says it by the trees. Vayalakim Kitov. Except by the pinnacle of the Bria. Right? Man. Hashem creates man. No Kitov. There's no Kitov by man. That's pretty sad. Every mosquito gets a Kitov. And every flower gets a Kitov. And the sun and the moon and the tarantulas get a Kitov. But I don't get a Kitov. Nazar Teferis Abriya. Why no Kitov? Why? Says the Sefer Ikarim. Because everything else is created and it stays as is. And it is perfect as is. Tarantulas don't move up the ladder spiritually. What's the shleimus that an elephant could reach? Nothing. An elephant's an elephant. He's born, he's a baby elephant, then he's a big elephant. Hopefully people aren't just babies and then adults. Hopefully there's more than the physical aging. Animals, plants, trees, everything has reached its perfection right when it was created, and that's why it says Kitov. But when we're born, we have not reached Shlemus yet. Right? What does Shlomo Melech say? Tov Yom Hamaves Miyom Hivaldo. We just read it in Kohelis. Right? Tov Yom Hamaves, better is the day of death, because then you could say Kitov. Then you look back on a life of, of shleimus, of perfection, of completion. So, Tov Yom HaMavis Miyomi Valdo, the Medrash in Kohala says, when a boat goes out to sea, you a little iffy, you don't know if the boat's going to have a safe, uh, successful journey. The boat comes back, everybody throws a party. Because now you know, the boat had a successful journey. Because it's not Kitov yet. So that's what the Sefer Ikarim says. Kitov, no Kitov, because we have to work. So he goes, the Yisrach Moshe says, Naase Adam. It's not just me, Hashem says. We got to do it together. I'm giving you a lot, but we got to be Shudfis. We got to have a partnership. Kitor Adam More Al Shlemus Madriga Gavoa Mizu Shalabahema. Vialkain Lo Yitahilomar Asa Adam. Shazem Mora Akarashbarcha. Hashem's gonna create man. Hashem does a great man. We recreate ourselves. We need to create ourselves. Hashem gave us the sinews and the uh veins and the or the organs, but we gotta create the mice and tofu. Vizasiba Shator Kosvanasa Adam Upanta Bakakal Adam Atzmo. Let us together make yourself a mensch. Make yourself a man. Unbelievable. And then he quotes from Rapinchas Friedman. He often, the Eilat Varim quotes often, Rapinchas Friedman was one of the, 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 I think the Rosh Kolel of, of Bells. 
he has all the the Shvile Pinchas Svarim. Uh, so he says, Lafizek Kasav. He says, Rafirchas Friedman, Yadua. He says, Kamosha Kadosh Baruchu Hu Nitzchi, Kach Diburo Hu Nitzchi. Just like Hashem is eternal, so too His word is eternal. So if Hashem says Nase Adam, Hashem said that five thousand seven hundred and eighty-four years ago. He's still saying it. Every moment of life. Of the world, Hashem is saying, Nasa Adam, Nasa Adam, Nasa Adam. Let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. Lemseinu Lameidim, skipping to the bottom. Shalafizeh, Shaoso Dibur, Shadibar Akarish Barakhwala Adam. The same words that Hashem said to Adam and Chava. Bishasabriya, Nasa Adam, who called God of Hasn't stopped yet. And we're connected to them. Yesterday I had this chos, I went to Mars Machpelo yesterday. Yesterday, one of the days of, was, uh, oh, the, the whole Mara is open. Adam and Chava. Right? We're connected. Way back. Hashem said the same words to Adam and Chava as He says to us. Nasa Adam. Right? We have to make man. We have to make man. We have to take part in making ourselves. Hashem pleads with us. Please make yourselves. Beautiful. That's Nasa Adam. Similarly, the, the, the Nitziv says basically the same idea, but in his own words. In his own words, he points out that Hashem says Nasa Adam, right? Which means that we are, he doesn't focus on the Kitov, but he focuses on the fact that we are called Adam when Hashem makes us. Nasa Adam, we're Adam. And yet, in Parak later on in the Parsha, the end of the Parsha, Parak Hay, Pasik Beis, what does the Pasik say? Hey, Bez, Zachar Nekeva Bura'am, male and female, Vayevarech Osam, Vayikra Eshmam Adam. Hashem called us Adam. Doesn't say Hashem called the animals the animals. Adam called the animals the animals. So were we Adam when we were born, or were we Adam when Hashem called us Adam? So the Siv says, you're a little bit Adam right away. But the ultimate Kriya Shem Adam is, is up to you later is up to you what you do with the basic Adam that I've given you. What you do with that is makes all the difference. You see what he writes on line 10. We'll read a little bit of it. All other creations were created in the way equal, equal, every elephant, every animal. Every man, we have two levels. One, we have, we might call it universal, right? Everybody has. And the second one, particularistic. And he goes through, again, different, uh, um, he says it in a different way, but that's the, that's the um, thought that the Nesiv says, but it's the same idea, basically, as Nasa, as Nasa Adam. Feel free to look at the Nesiv's, the Nesiv's words. Okay, so man is created, and we know that the phrase that is used to create man in, uh, in Perak Bays, right? we know we have two versions of the creation of man, where Salvechuk made that famous Adam 1 and Adam 2, Right, two versions of Adam, Adam as a Hefsa, Adam as a Gavra, uh, different ways to say it. Uh, but we have in Parag Zion, Vayitra Hashem Alakim Esha Adam, Afar Minha Adama. 
Hashem created man, dirt, and man is a literally a live spirit, nefesh chaya. What is nefesh chaya? So Rashi says, af nikru nefesh chaya. Right? Animals are also nefesh chaya, a live spirit. adam chaya We're more chaya than a chaya. Right? Usually you call somebody a chaya, you think it's an insult. Right? Look at this Rashi. Rashi says, right, I remember that growing up, it was the Lushan, to put a little Yiddish in, Vildachaya, right, a wild animal, right? When we got that uh, uh, title from our Rebbeim in elementary school, we knew it was a certain level, right? But the uh, but Rashi says here, humans are more Chayas than Chayas. It means that we're more alive. It's a positive. Intellect. Intellect. But Onkelis, as is known... Uncle says, Rod's Nefeshchaya, Ruach Memalullah. A talking spirit, which is reflective of Rashi, which reflects intellect. So, it could be Rashi saying that also, but the Uncle is the one that says, a talking Ruach Memalullah. If you look in Chulin, if you look in source number eight, in the Gorn Chulin, Petes, the Gemara says, Ma umnasu shaladam what is the umnis? What is the occupation of a person in this world? Yasimat Mokilim. He has to know when to be quiet. Went to be like a mute in Elaim. So it's interesting. Here he quotes this from uh, the Lasitcha Elyon. It's a, a, a contemporary Likut. He quotes this from the Maor Torah and then from Naphtali Amsterdam, um, one of the Bali Musser. You wouldn't. Th- you would think like it's an umnis to know how to talk. If somebody is a professional speaker, that's an umnis. That's a skill. That's an ability. And he has to know how to talk. But what what a Chazal use the word umnis for? You have to know how to not talk. If they don't want to be quiet, that's also an umnis. It's an umnis to talk. It's an umnis to be quiet. This is a big chiddush, he says. Kibapashtus, line three. Indian hahiman usmi dibur, withholding speech. Lomrota koshi vagurulaso. So yeah, it's hard. You have to overcome to hold back if I want to say something. What's so hard? Just keep quiet. Keep my mouth shut. Why should that be called an umnis? Ulam. But since Uncle says that our essence is to be a talker, Dibur, Bevadai, if our essence is to be a Ruch Mamalala, a talkative, um, gregarious being, that's what we're defined as, it must not be so natural to hold back. It must not be so natural to, to keep quiet. Right, first mission, first parak of I never found a greater mida. Must be not so simple. It's an umnis. It's an umnis to be quiet. And then he quotes a story from Rizal Salanter. You might have heard this story before. It can be used in different ways, but he uses it here. Rizal Salanter, we know at the beginning of the Muslim movement, not everyone was a fan. Right, there were those that were against his uh, his derech. Um, and therefore they tried to insult him, they tried to make him look bad. So one time Rabbi Yisrael Salanter came to a certain town to give a shear. And two hours before the shear, he went and put up a pet deck, put up a little note on the bulletin board outside the base badges with all the marmakomos, with all the sources that are all going to be uh, in the shear. And what happened? So two hours later, he comes back and he realizes that some, um, some tri- um, tricky person who wanted to get him in trouble, switched all the marmacomos and put totally different sources on the sheet that everybody hung up. Nothing to do with each other. 
the sources that have nothing to do with each other. So he's going to have to go up there now and everybody prepared the wrong stuff and he's going to... So he goes up with this piece of paper and he waits for a minute or two. And then he goes on to give a shear intertwining all the new sources that were on the paper and nobody knew the difference. Nobody knew the difference. That's the story. And Rabbi Aftali Amsterdam explains, Rabbi Amsterdam, I think one of the great uh, Talmidim, um, says, you know why he was quiet? He was quiet for 10 minutes. He was quiet for 10 minutes. Why was he quiet for 10 minutes? So we might think, why was he quiet? Because he had to take 10 minutes to think about what he was going to talk about. He just got 20 different sources that have nothing to do with each other, and he's got to figure out a way to put it together. So he had to think for 10 minutes. For a, to put it, no! That's not what he was thinking. He knew right away how to put it together. He knew in the first second how to put it together. But he didn't know if it was going to be a little arrogant to give the shear. And those guys who out there who switched the petek, and even he might feel himself, look what I did. That was his only hesitation. To know whether, it's an umness to know whether to talk or not to talk. Where we saw Salanter was trying to figure it out. Should I say, should I say the shear? They came to hear shear of Torah. So, but that was his weighing. Because what do we see from, from Chulin Peites? It's an umness. It's a talent. It's a skill to know when to talk and when not to talk. And that's what he says in the end. Right? And that's what we have to know. You have to know exactly when to talk and when not to talk. And that's the, that's the, um, message. One of the messages that we get from that Rabbi Saul Salanter story. Okay. Two more thoughts. So also on this Pasuk, again, there's so much. I, every year I apologize, Pasha's gracious, because there's something that we don't talk about. Adam and Chava, Cain and Hevel, the, the, the creation of all of the later generations. I mean, there's so much. Misu Shelach and, uh, okay. But what can we do? Says the, um, says the Torah. Says the Torah, Bezayin. Man was created. In the same passage that we're talking about, Afar min ha'adama. He was created out of dirt. Afar min ha'adama. Rashi quotes, Savar afro mikol ha'adama me'arbaruchos. He created, Hashem took dirt from the entire earth. Shebechomakom sheyamus, shomte koltasal akvura. You know why we're able to bury everywhere? Because dirt from everywhere helped create Adam. And if that didn't happen, then sometimes the, the, the ground wouldn't let us in, so to speak. So number one, dirt from all over. Dover acher. Second shot, Rashi says, Natal afro mimakom shenemar bo mizbeach adam He took dirt from the makom amizbeach. Har hamoria. Omar halavai, Hashem says, halavai tielo adama kapara v'yuchalamod. He needs a kapara. I know man's going to sin, so I'm going to take dirt from the Mizbech. So two days in Rashi. Either dirt from the whole world or dirt from the Mizbech. Rav Salvechik, in source number nine, says that there are two elements of, two elements of Adam. We might call universal and personal. Source number nine. The dust has two possible sources. In one account, this dust was taken from the four corners of the earth. What does that mean? That Hashem was created, that man was created from all four corners of the earth. Man was created of cosmic dust from all the uncharted lanes of creation. Man belongs everywhere. He is no stranger to any part of the universe. 
This is the idea of Zalvechik has also elsewhere, Vichiv Shuha. Man is supposed to be universal. Man is supposed to go out and conquer the world and create um, refuos and yeshuos for people out there and make the world a better place and tick in a olam and be a public man and a mashpia out there. That comes from the fact that we have dirt from all over the world. He is cosmic through his intellectual involvement. Why did you know about things far removed from him, events millions of light years away, etc.? He can easily detach himself from his native surroundings and adapt himself to new environs. But then there's a second element of man. And that is, he was created from one spot. Makam HaMizbeach. One single spot on a mountain where the altar of the temple was many, many years later constructed. A single spot because man is a rooted being. Right? There's a certain comfort that we have when we're home. Ashrei Yoshve Vesecha. We could be love it when we're out, out there vacationing in shul anywhere in the Makam Hamikdash out there. But ultimately, the home for which man yearns attracts him like a powerful magnet. It brings him back no matter how far he has traveled. Man may roam along the charted and uncharted lanes of the universe. He may reach for the skies. Yet the traveler, the adventurer out to conquer infinity, will surely. Return home. And these are the two elements we have to recognize about ourselves and about the human race. There's a universal element and there's a personal element. And we have to make sure that we try to fulfill both. We can't have the universal trample on our personal. But we can't only have our personal and not try to make a difference in the universal as well. These are the two elements of the dirt which, from which man was created. Okay, we'll say one thought for... Kain and Hevel. Not Kain and Hevel, Adam and Chava. Adam and Isha, I should say, because the whole story should not named Chava until the end. Uh, Adam names her Chava right after the punishments, which itself is an amazing um, aspect that we've spoken about. But let's talk about each of them, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, confronts them. Confronts them after this, the hate has been committed. Vayam HaShem Elokim Ela Adam, Vayam Elo Ayeka, where are you? Vayam HaShem Ela who told you? Who told you? Again, every Pasuk is so rich. Did you eat from my tree that I told you not to? Did you eat from that tree? And what does he say? The first husband, it was my wife's fault. It was my wife's fault. The first statement that a spouse says about the other one, her fault. And Hashem accepts it. What do you do? And he continues. The Ksav Sofer contrasts this statement to what Hashem does when he confronts Cain later on in the Parsha. To Adam and Chava, Hashem said, did you eat from the tree that I told you not to eat? And what does the Pazak say later on? Hashem says to Cain, what do you do? What do you do? Hashem doesn't say, did you violate that I commanded you not to kill? Did Hashem command him not to kill at this point? A little unclear. The Gemara talks about it. Shevim Mitzvah's Bein Noach. Right, we discussed that in past years. We had a whole shear about this. Is there a natural ethic outside of the mitzvahs and the Torah? But the Ksav Sofer says that dialectic is alluded to in the, in the comments that Hashem has. Hashem goes to Adam and says... Did you eat from the tree that I told you not to eat? Because if I didn't tell you not to eat from it, there would be no problem with your eating from it. 
Nearly. If Hashem hadn't commanded him, not to eat, and he would have eaten There wouldn't be a punishment. How would he know? This is a chok. Not eating from the tree? Looks like a beautiful tree. It'll give me, you know, a das. Right? Why not? And if he, let's say, they have forgotten when they ate from the tree, they also lo nanash. So Hashem asked him, did you eat b'mezik from the tree? Is that what happened? Hashem's asking him, because that's the only time he would be faulted. And then again at the end, because you listen to your wife, again emphasizing. Hashem didn't say that I commanded you because that's something that you should know better. What did you do, Kayin? Because there's certain elements in life that has to be instinctive. Not every mitzvah has to be instinctive. Especially the chukim. But even the mishpatim aren't instinctive. Even the mitzvahs that we understand doesn't mean that they're instinctive. But, says the Ksav Sofer, there are definitely certain elements and certain actions that must be instinctive. And obviously, this uh, the act of murder is, is first and foremost in, in Bracious, but there are others, and we have to recognize that we have to condition ourselves to be that Evet Hashem, servant of God, that is perfect. Uh, obviously, the goal is to be perfect in all of our, our um, instincts and uh, following the ways of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, making Asayrit Son Charit Sono uh, in the best way possible. So, this is... Sefer Bracious, the beginning, Parshas Bracious, the beginning, Baruch Hashem, of our 16th year together, uh, studying the Dvar Hashem through the eyes of the Mepharshim. Baruch Hashem, we will continue uh, next time with Parshas Noach.